Welcome to Southern Sisters Radio on Faith Talk Atlanta, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. Join us as we celebrate life from a Southern point of view. Here's your host, author, founder of Southern Sisters Home, and true Southern sister, Jenny McCormick Earhart. Well, hello, y'all, and happy Saturday. I am so glad you've joined us for the Southern Sisters Radio Program, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. My name is Jenny McCormick Earhart, and I am so privileged to be your host here for the next hour on Faith Talk Atlanta. Here in the studio with me is fellow Southern sister and my dear friend, Sandy Weaver Carmen. Hey. hey, Sandy. How you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I didn't have any sisters growing up. I always mm-hmm. wanted a sister, and now mm-hmm. I love all the Southern sisters that I have. You on the top of my well, list. Well, it's good to know. I didn't have a sister either, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, we're in the same boat there. Uh, and I, my dear friends who are my Southern sisters have become so important to me, yeah. uh, especially as I'm entering into, uh, you know, older adulthood. Not too old yet, old yet, but I'm... <laughs> old is 10 years older than me. Huh? There you go. <laughs> Whatever age I am, old is plus 10. I, you know, I was I was uh, reflecting as I was working on our program. I was reflecting on our names. You know, we both have uh, three uh, three words in our names. Right. Tri- triple names. Right. Jenny McCormick Earhart. Uh-huh. Sandy Weaver Carmen. Exactly. And I was co- uh, sort of reflecting on how we name our children here in the South. And, you know, we've got, kind of gotten away from the double names. It was very big for a long time. Right. I was kind of laughing about how our names are kind of a... A mouthful, uh-huh. and how funny it would have been if we had both had double first names. Oh my gosh! Say, for yes. example, I had been uh, Jenny May, uh-huh. and you had been Sandy Lou. Oh, be Sa- Jenny Sandy May Lou, Mc- that's bad. J- Jenny May McCormick Earhart and Sandy Lou Weaver Carmen. That would have really been a mouthful, no doubt. <laughs> no, what is your middle name? <laughs> my middle name is Jeanette. I was named after my grandmother. So how about you, Jenny Jeanette? Virginia. Virginia Jeanette. Now, and you heard that when you were in trouble, uh, right? How did you know? Because I was about I to heard say, Sandra June when I was in trouble. June. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, yeah, of course I didn't hear that very often. I was, no, uh, I'm sure you didn't. Very much. Practically a perfect <laughs> child growing up. <laughs> well, you know, I, it, what's so interesting to me is just in general the concept of Southern sisters, mm-hmm. what that really means. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been really reflecting a lot on that lately. Um, as I value my, my close friends here. And, and uh, whereas uh, you can have good girlfriends no matter where you live in the world, there's something, I guess, because I'm from the South, this just seems extra special about our Southern female bond that we have. Yep. Uh, yep. And it's just something, I think, to be treasured. And that is really, quite frankly, what this show is celebrating. And it's not necessarily South geographically. No. It's Southern as kind of a state of mind. Oh, right? I, that's, I, yeah. I subscribe to that. Quite yeah. frankly, um, you know, I lived abroad until age 12. I only moved to the South when I was oh, about she 12. she lived abroad. She I lived abroad. <laughs> I did. All over the place. And you did, too, Miss California. I did. I was born in Sacramento, California, yeah. and lived there all of six weeks. Wow. Before we moved to the Panama Canal Zone. So there you go. Really? You, know, yeah. you really did go South. I was a jet setter right there from the very beginning. Mm, and here you are now, settled, just Sitting nice and settled fanny. into the South. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I wouldn't rather be any, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else right no, now. It's I just, fabulous. I love, love being here. And, you know, I, when I think about uh, our camaraderie that Southern women share, mm-hmm. um, I often reflect on the fact that, you know, Southern sisters, what does that really mean? And I can tell you for sure, it may or may not be uh, a blood bond, meaning right. a blood relative. Right. And quite frankly, more likely is not. Right. Um, you know, I don't have a sister. I don't have a sister. You don't have a sister. No. So, um, so my, my sweet Southern sister friends are uh, are just very dear to my heart, although they're not my blood relatives. Yep. And you have those girlfriend days. Got those girlfriend days. So you got the days. girlfriend email. Come on, it's time for some girlfriend time. Well, it's important because, you know, you got the husband days. Yep. You've got the children days yep. when, when their needs seem to kind of dominate. And or in my house, you got the dog days. got the dog days. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that, too. Yeah. We both have precious four-legged babies that we love and... 
Um, but, you know, also uh, for Southern women, they're really uh, women just like you is how I describe them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like you or just like someone, you know, mm-hmm. um, everyday women doing all sorts of things. Uh, stay at home moms, everyday working moms. Uh, you know, we just uh, most of us share a common bond in that, that we have are loaded down with responsibilities Um Lots of challenges. We have the same problems, uh, the same challenges, most of us. Mm-hmm. We walk through very similar paths. Yeah, lots uh, of juggling. Lots of juggling. Uh, but the nice thing, I know that when I'm with my girlfriends, with my Southern sisters, uh, they just get it. Yep. You know, a lot of times if I'm struggling with something, it, it may very likely be something that they have struggled with, too. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good to know that we share that sort of camaraderie. They've, yeah. uh, and I also think Southern sisters, uh, the good Southern sisters have your back. Oh, every time, without you know a I'm doubt. Saying? Yeah. Yeah. They'll bring you dinner if even before you knew you needed somebody to bring you dinner. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. They're intuitive that way. Yeah. Or they'll take you shopping. Yes. Even before you knew you had to go shopping. Even before you... I Though, know. you know, I don't think I've ever had that moment in no. my whole life. No. I always could go shopping. little retail therapy every now and then. Anytime. That's just what we need. Anytime. You know, you know and, and then in, in the terms of them having your back, you know, they also um, are quick to defend. Yeah. You know, I always say you want to see an angry Southern woman... Mess with her BFF, mm-hmm. you know? Yep, that, that is true. You know, Southern women, we Southern sisters, we will circle our wagons around each other faster than pioneers <laughs> headed west. <laughs> I, we have a way of doing that. And uh, we are a, my husband actually has said that, you know, women, when we get together, we are a formidable force. I like the way your husband thinks. Yes, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> we agree on that. But uh, And also, um, what do you think about, about Southern Sisters and our ability to be honest with each other? You know, we have an amazing ability to be very tactfully direct. Right. And I love that. It's, it's an art form. It and, is. And we've really elevated it to an art. So we can say... Mm-hmm. That is not your best color, sweetheart. You look fabulous today, but that is that color just does not love you. Right. That right. one that you had on yesterday, you should wear that one all the time. There you go. Makes your eyes pop. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you say something good and you say, you know, because mm-hmm. you're, you're and, not doing any you're not. Do, we're not doing each other a favor by uh, fibbing. No. About things. No. You know, it, it's honest times. It, and you know, it can be little things like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this dress really make me look fat? Now, typically you want your husband to lie about that, but a girlfriend. A girlfriend needs to tell the truth. A girlfriend needs to tell the truth. Yeah. You know? And a really good Southern sister girlfriend <laughs> will, when she's walked behind you, said, you know, you probably don't have the same view of the back of your outfit oh, that I do. I and if that. I were you, I might not wear that oh, again. Oh, and that's, you know, and that's a difficult conversation yeah. to have. But yep. your Southern sisters who love you will and do have it. your, and, and typically, oftentimes that type of remark is preceded by a heartfelt interest mm-hmm. in your well-being. They're, yes. they're not saying this to hurt you. No. They're saying this to help you avoid potential embarrassment. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So it's it's a good thing that you've got, uh, that we have our Southern sisters to if tell us you have truth. a Southern sister who is, who is a good enough friend for you right. to be willing to offer you some tough stuff. Yes. You've got a great sister. Well, I, I think it's something to be thankful for, for mm-hmm. sure. Southern sisters pray for us and encourage us. Yep. They keep our secrets. That's important. Yes, you know? absolutely. You got to know how to talk, but you got to know how got to know when to keep your mouth shut, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I have to tell you, I think I know that in my case, my southern sisters uh, make me laugh like no one else. Absolutely. You know, that yep. kind of belly laugh, yep. laughing about the silliest things. Yep. 
the kind of things that your husband or your significant ever might look and just say, I don't get that. Really? Yeah. What What did that mean? Hmm. Nothing, no. honey. Don't worry about it. It's right. okay. I'll just <laughs> share that with my girlfriends. <laughs> but let me clarify. Just because we are celebrating our Southern sisters does not mean that we have hung a sign on the door of our studio that says no boys allowed. No. You the know? men who love them. Adore them. sisters and the men who adore them. Absolutely. This is essential. Because right. men, uh, you may not be a woman, but I guarantee you, you know one. <laughs> and you and you very likely love one very much, yes. be it your mother or your sister or your, your spouse. Jimmy your McCormick, I have a question for <laughs> you. We're going to talk about all kinds of things mm-hmm. on this show, but you and I have known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. But tell me what we all need to know about you. Well, you know, I probably the most important thing is that I'm just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I was a stay-at-home mom for 18 years, raised four children. I sat in so- soccer carpool line more more times than I can tell you. Uh, I have a heart for, for women. Mm-hmm. I have a love for cooking. You have a really knack for cooking. I you have, have a, a love- skill for cooking. <laughs> You're a phenomenal Well, cook. I have to tell you, I started writing cookbooks sort of in middle age, and I sort of reinvented my life. What middle age? You're middle not there age? yet. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Spoken like a true Southern sister. Uh, but I did. My, my, uh, I'm a cookbook author. My cookbooks were sold all over the Southeast. I enjoy uh, speaking to women. I I speak to church groups, junior league events. Uh, I, I really travel around quite a bit, uh, share my heart, my mm-hmm. love for the South. And, uh, you know, really, that's what the show is going to be all about. In, at, on our Southern Sisters radio program, we are celebrating the Southern lifestyle. And by lifestyle, what I mean is love, tradition, definitely food, Sandy. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my. got to talk about food. It's going to be a lot of food we're to talk about. Hospitality and style, even travel. We'll dabble a little in politics, although I say there are plenty of shows out there about that. (laughs) And lots of hot topics from a very special Southern point of view. Yeah. Be important really well. And guess what? We're going to learn a lot more about you, Sandy, coming up in our third segment. I'm looking forward to that. I'll dish. (laughs) And we would love to hear from you listeners. Absolutely. Suggestions, ideas, program ideas, concepts. Feel free to email us at radio at southernsistershome.com. And we'll be right back with the Southern Sisters radio program. Have a banana, Hannah. Try the salami, Tommy. Get with the gravy, Davy. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Well, hello and welcome back to the <laughs> Southern Sisters radio program. Sandy is rocking it Sitting over here. Sitting over here, here just chatting. jazzing along with John Lithgow. Is that not awesome? Yes. Can you believe that's John Lithgow? Everybody eats when they come, come to my, to my house. house. <laughs> I just, I, I've listened at the car sometime and I'm just dancing in the uh-huh. seat. The kids just roll their eyes at me. Of course they do. That's their job. <laughs> this may very well be my favorite segment of our, I cannot imagine our sweet little why. program. And of course, I cannot you, imagine you know why. I'm, but you know I'm going to say that about every segment. Yeah. Especially when we get to talking about you, Sandy. (laughs) This is our food talk segment. Yeah. And I am just thrilled because this is kind of my heart, what I love to do. Um, I've been cooking for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. My mother and grandmother taught me to cook. And people often ask me why I write cookbooks. They obviously assume that I love to cook. Wait, wait, wait. Jenny McCormick, why do you write cookbooks? (laughs) It's not because I like to write cookbooks. I, I always tell folks, let's be honest. I like to eat. Okay. That is what it's all about. Yes. And it is a means to an end. Yep. It really is. And so I love to talk about food. Of course, my children often tell me, and I've heard this many times from them, they said that my, they say my mother used to do it too, uh, that I talk about food the older I get. They have noticed that my primary topic of conversation is the last meal I had, what I'm thinking about eating next. 
That sort of thing. And the problem with that is? And there is no problem. No, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Binion. But I'll be talking about food, and one of them will just kind of look at me and raise an eye. You're doing it again, Mom. Uh-huh. Talking about food. Mm. What better thing to talk about, though? That's what I'm thinking. I, I, look, we, we all eat, you know, three, four, five times a day. Every day. Some of us more than that. Yeah. Absolutely. And man, you know, a great way to start this day off, or this segment off right now, though, is with, uh, how about a cookbook giveaway? I love that. I think that would be an awesome thing to do. I love that, yes. And, you know, we were talking about this and considering maybe we'd come up with some really difficult sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. complicated trivia questions. You know, get people to work for their cookbooks. That's right. Like, uh, you know, what's the Latin Latin word for rutabaga, right? Oh, yeah. What's the perfect temperature for a filet mignon medium rare? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I threw all that out the window. Let's just give them away. (laughs) Let's just give them away. So if you, uh, this is a great opportunity, folks. You can uh, be one of the first three people to email us. Our email address is radio at southernsistershome.com. You don't have to do a thing other than press send. And the first three will get an autographed copy of my latest cookbook, Seasons in the South. And I have to tell you that Jenny McCormick's cookbooks are the most beautiful cookbooks you will ever see. Okay, right up there with Barefoot Contessa's cookbooks I love because her Hina cookbooks Garden. are beautiful too. I know, they are. But your cookbooks are so gorgeous. You think sweet to say that. And it, fabulous tablescapes, great food pairings, mm-hmm. stories behind things, mm-hmm. uh, quotes from Southern women. There's some, there's, there's some fun quotes in there, some yeah. saucy, sassy quotes in, in that book. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's very visual. You know, when I say women love women love photographs, mm-hmm. we like to see. We're visual creatures. Right. Men, too. I don't mean to leave them out. Uh, we're, we're visual by nature, though, so I think it's important to have a photograph for every recipe. And, 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 and if stories to go along with it, uh, mm-hmm. that's just uh, all the better. I so, think so. Absolutely. So we're going to be looking for your emails and look forward to hearing that. Let's talk a little bit about springtime. Okay. Because that's where because we that's are. that's where we are. You're in the South. And the nice thing about springtime in the South is it starts a little bit earlier than everywhere else. Yes. That's what I say. Yes. I um I did not get the uh, the Southern garden uh, Southern woman gene for gardening. I, I don't, I'm not good at it. Uh, I have put a couple of tomato plants in the ground this year. I'm anxiously awaiting uh, some fresh tomatoes. But the nice thing is, is if I'm not successful in the garden, I know exactly where the farmer's market is. I was just going to say, that's my version of gardening. Hello. I, will, I can do flowers can but ev- and, and herbs. I'm really good at flowers and herbs. Yes. But every time I've tried tomatoes, oh. it costs me more Does to it? buy the two plants and put, you know, t- take care of them all summer and keep the bugs off. Uh-huh. And it, it's just so much cheaper There's a lot and of easier work. just to go to the farmer's market and I, get really good tomatoes that somebody else did the work for. I know. I think I put too much pressure on myself. I've yeah. shamed myself into putting some tomato plants in the ground well, just like I'm a southern woman I ought to know how to do this you know I am your southern sister and I'm going to tell you you better be kind to you <laughs> enjoy it if you can I'm praying over them yeah. I'm praying over them enjoy it do if you okay. can but this is what we're going to showcase let's talk about a, a nice southern dinner menu and I have to say tomorrow is Mother's Day mm-hmm. uh, Sunday uh, May what let me Sunday May 8th mm-hmm. tomorrow is Mother's Day and I think this would be an excellent uh, sort of nice dish or menu to make for your mother yeah um, we're going to start out with summer tomato tartlets and I'd like to talk about that because that sounds fancy. Uh-huh. It's really just a glorified tomato pie, right? right? Just made in miniature, which mm-hmm. just makes them fun and cute. Right. And individually, right? Yep. Little individual portions. And this is really the sort of the uh, the showcase or the star of this particular menu. When I'm doing something kind of fun like a, a summer tomato tartlet, I'll often just do something very simple with it. Uh, some nice crispy roasted chicken breasts or chicken thighs. I'll mm-hmm. do that. Bake those in the oven. Maybe a nice uh, green salad. Mm-hmm. Maybe a springtime, a soft Butter lettuce salad, maybe, with some white balsamic vinaigrette. That sounds good. Something chocolate Look, for dessert. I just, had, <laughs> I just ate, and you're making me hungry. I know, right? <laughs> 
I was going to say, I can, I can go just from one meal to the next, uh-huh. hour to hour. It's not a problem. Um, but anyway, our summer tomato tartlets recipe is uh, just really easy to make. I, you could make it difficult on yourself and do a homemade pie crust. Mm-hmm. And a not lot of, in my kitchen. Well, you <laughs> in know. my kitchen, homemade pie crusts send you to the dentist. I know. I can cook all kinds of things. I'm a great baker. You do not want me making a pie crust. You want me to go to the store and buy one. It's not your thing. It's not my thing. And that's okay. It's good that you embrace that and accept it about yourself. I own it. I own it. (laughs) You know, these days with the the wide variety of perfectly acceptable substitutes, I I do not judge anyone that chooses to pick up a pie crust. And I do it myself quite often, and it would be a great substitute for this. I like to use the little tartlet pans. They're Mm -hmm. about four to five inches in diameter, and they have a removable bottom. Right. So what you'll do is you'll lay that pie crust out, and you'll just turn that little pie tartlet upside down and trace around the outside. Now, folks, this recipe will be on our website, so don't feel that you need to grab a pen and write everything down. It's just so much fun to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're going to cut those little pie crusts out and just kind of insert them into the, into your tartlet pans and flute the edges a little bit if you like. Everybody's got their own little style for doing that. Um, and then what you're going to do is you're going to need tomatoes, obviously, whatever looks fresh and delicious. I let my visit to the farmer's market kind of sway me and sort of dictate what I come home with, depending on what really looks right, good. Right. Um, now, if you have ever bitten into a tomato pie and gotten a great big wide fat chunk of tomato that you had to pull it out of the pie and it just made a mess, you'll know that's why I like to chop my tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is for this particular recipe, I would use maybe three nice big large tomatoes and I'd chop them up, right? And then I would lay them on a paper towel, blot them just a little bit to get some of that excess moisture out of there. Uh, the drier they are, the better, because we're going to be adding plenty of things to this dish that are going to make it wetter. And so you don't want a soupy uh, tomato pie. Right. Um, but what we're going to do is just just chop up those tomatoes, about three cups worth, and uh, we're going to divide them among the six tartlet plans, pans. That's what we have in this recipe. This will make about six different individual little tomato pies. And we're just going to distribute those um, tomatoes evenly amongst the little tartlet pans, um, sprinkle them with a little salt and pepper. I like kosher salt. Mm-hmm. You know, I've often wondered, why do I like it so much? I just think because it looks good. It's a little milder in flavor than the typical table iodized salt. Um, but got those nice big crystals, and they look so pretty. And it doesn't have that iodine flavor. Right. That's why I like it. I lo- it yes. doesn't have that kind of chemically flavor. It just I, tastes like salt. I keep a big old, big old container of it on my stove. I do, and I use it I use it on just about everything. Sprinkle a little pepper over there, uh, right? Cover, cover up the tomatoes with a little bit of pepper, and then we're going to set those aside, right? And then what you want to do then is in a mixing bowl, we're going to combine some cheese, onion, and mayonnaise. Now, this is a classic Southern recipe, nothing mm-hmm. unusual, but you want to use a good quality mayonnaise and a good quality cheese. Now, mm-hmm. if you're from the South... You may have an opinion about mayonnaise, and that's okay. And I do. I bet you do. I do. And there's a couple of different camps. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the Duke's camp. Mm-mm. Anybody that came from north, we might be in the Hellman's camp. Mm-mm. Oh, my. You are really an outlier. Blue, blue plate. Oh, blue plate. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. is there the stuff go. right there. <laughs> that is the stuff. Let me put it this way. Use the tomato, Use the uh, the mayonnaise of your choice. That's perfectly acceptable. Yes. You're going to mix up about, oh, somewhere around maybe, I'd say, probably about a half a cup of mayonnaise, and you're going to stir that up with some cheddar cheese and some Monterey Jack cheese, about a fourth of a cup of finely chopped onion, right? You're going to mix that up together, and then what you're going to do is you're going to spread the mixture evenly over your tomato tartlets. Just kind of push it down a little bit so it gets down in the cracks between the tomatoes. And then if you have uh, some basil is what you want to do. Now, mm-hmm. I have I have planted a basil plant in my mm-hmm. garden. I'm very excited. I'm looking at it. I'm mm-hmm. talking to it a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, Basil's I, I, easy. I kill most plants. Basil's so, easy. Is it? Yeah. Then there's hope yes. for me. 
You will be making pesto <laughs> by June. That's what I'll be making. <laughs> so you take yourself a little bit of fresh basil, uh, you know, really as much as you want. I probably, for six tartlets, would use about a fourth of a cup because I like to cover it with the basil. And uh, so what you want to do is, what you're going to do is chop up that basil and set it aside. And you're going to um, pop those little tartlets into the oven, probably about 375 degrees. You're going to cook them for about 25 minutes. Um, that flexible on that. Every oven is different. Mm-hmm. I like to say golden and bubbly. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you're looking for. Golden and bubbly. You're looking for delicious. Looking for delicious. Take them out. Let them rest a little bit. And then just kind of drizzle them with some, um, or not drizzle them, but sprinkle that chopped fresh basil over the top. Hello. These things are a little piece of heaven. I'm starving. I could eat them for breakfast with scrambled <laughs> eggs uh-huh. and have done so. Uh-huh. I could stand in front of my refrigerator at four o'clock in the in the afternoon and just eat them out of my hand. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like that. Making no apology. I used to think that was embarrassing. I make no apologies for this anymore <laughs> or really just any time of day. And right. certainly a terrific Mother's Day dish. Oh, Mother's Day brunch be perfect. Wouldn't it? Now, if you didn't write all this down, that's OK. The recipes for the tomato tartlets and lots more recipes are available in Jenny's latest cookbook. Seasons in the South at southernsistershome.com. Enter promo code SISTERS, get 30% off your purchase, mm-hmm. and you'll have some recipes online too, right? Absolutely, yes. This yeah. is going to be on our website. Perfect. Great. We'll be back in a moment with more Southern Sisters Radio. Hannah, Davey, Tommy, Dora. And welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Program. We're in segment three now, and we got really something kind of exciting for y'all. We uh, we're going to talk about Sandy now. Oh, schnooze fest! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we we talked a little bit about me in the first segment, uh, and now we're just kind of devote this to learning a little bit more about my wonderful um, co-host here and Sandy Weaver Carmen, dear friend, fellow Southern sister. Um, Sandy Weaver is a, really a happiness expert. She's an author. She's a motivational speaker. You're a good friend to have around because I, I often Thank need you. motivating. <laughs> she, I'm she, good at that. Yeah, you are. She works with companies to boost morale, productivity, and the bottom line through workshops and seminars and keynotes. And in addition to sharing tips, tricks, and best practices through lots of different books and articles. She's a former major market radio personality. And Sandy, you are at home on the platform as well as in your home studio, which, yes. by the way, I have seen and is remarkable and i love your home studio thank you and that's where you produce podcasts and audiobooks for yourself and for others too yeah so just welcome welcome co-host and guest during this segment thank you this <laughs> this studio being in a radio studio is, di- is different because it's been a long time since i've been in any other studio besides mine yeah. and my studio has my grandmother's quilts on two walls and then quilts that i've won on two walls yeah. and all kinds of dog show ribbons around oh, yeah. and now we're back in here i like the curtains the curtains are really pretty these the burgundy curtains curtains but still with the the that gray foam right soundproofing so yeah. it's good it's, it's a good. lovely it's studio here but i have it to say you, you've got a very you've got a nice personal touch on your home studio it's a yeah yes yeah it's, beautiful. it's mine it's my girly space well, you, you've girlified it for sure i have right? girlified it for sure <laughs> i don't yes. know i said i that, you ever put a no boys allowed sign on the, no, on the door no, no but there is an angel over the doorway i don't know whether you noticed that or i not. noticed i did yes. actually notice it yeah, it was beautiful <laughs> it really was well we are so happy to have you in here today and to talk about um just all about sandy and what you do and you know i do think i remember you as Sandy Weaver, as a radio personality, a little while back, right? Columbus, Georgia, was it? Columbus, Georgia, I started in. Right. Lo, these many years ago, <laughs> a long time ago, back when um, when you were doing audio editing, it was quarter-inch magnetic tape wow, and a grease pencil. 
and a single-edged razor blade. That's uh-huh. how I learned how to edit audio. And, you know, you can do it. <laughs> you can be really good at it that way, too. But it sure is so much more fun doing it on a computer. So we've come a long way. We've come a long way, baby. And yeah. that is not a Virginia Slims uh, commercial, <laughs> no. And so it was Columbus, Georgia for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then Boston and Washington, D.C. for a very long time where I met my husband. Mm-hmm. And that's the Carmen part of the name. Sandy mm-hmm. Weaver was actually my is was my birth name. Well, Sandra June when I was in trouble. Um, but, yeah, I was very well known in the industry by the name Sandy Weaver before mm-hmm. I ever met Bob. And so when I was doing radio, I was Sandy Weaver at work and I was Sandy Carmen at home. And then when I went out and started my own business in 2008, gosh, what a dumb time to start a business. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Like three months later, crash. Yeah. Um, Happened to a lot of folks. It did. But yeah. that's okay. Business is still up and running mm-hmm. and doing fine. But when I started my business, I thought, well, there's going to be people from radio who know me. And there's going to be people from my you know, personal life who know me. And, and I need to kind of marry them. Absolutely. So that's when it became Sandy Weaver, no hyphen, Carmen. Sandy Weaver, no hyphen, triple no. name. Triple name. Triple Sandy name. Weaver, Carmen. It's the old-fashioned way. It's I like it. It's the old-fashioned way where mm-hmm. your last name mm-hmm. becomes your middle name. Right. So it's not ever Sandra June Weaver, Carmen. No. It's Sandy Weaver, Carmen. Yeah. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Triple name. And I love it. To me, you're Sandy. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Unless I'm in trouble. So you were moving around quite a bit. And yes. I'm taking and I know that we have a little bit of a common background there. I believe you, you got used to that as did, as did I. We both have uh we're raised in military, right? Military homes. Yes. So can you go through the list of where you live? Oh yes. Okay. Pretty quick. Oh, you want to hear it real Do quick? It. Okay. Yeah. We went to Georgia, then we went to Florida, then we went back to Georgia, then we went to Washington DC. My dad was stationed at the Pentagon, uh-huh. way out to Kansas, uh-huh. Alaska. Ah, uh, nice. Oh, Fairbanks, Alaska, and then all the way back down driving in a truck and camper to oh, Atlanta, Georgia. Wow, that's yeah. a long drive. How long did that take? Days, weeks. Yeah, we ran out of air <laughs> yeah. conditioning crossing the Great American Desert. Oh. Yeah, they used to, my, my parents told us, here, take a little cup of ice and just blow into the cup of ice. And that was our air conditioning for about two and a half weeks. That was clever. It worked. Very anyway, creative. But but we share that. We, right. we share that. Com- and that's a unique... That's a bit of a, uh, a little fraternity for us, isn't so. it? I a think common, so. Or yeah. sorority. Sorority for Sisters, us. Yeah. yeah. Good memories from that time. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. a great way to grow up. Yeah. You know, my brothers didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my brothers really kind of resented it because right. he didn't like the moving all the time. Right. But um, but he still coped, and I, th- I still think it was really good for him. Right. And I saw places before I was 12 that people w- would love to see and maybe never see in their whole lives. Right. And so I considered it a gift. You know, my children have grown up uh, in the same town their mm-hmm. entire lives, so mm-hmm. they don't they didn't have that experience. And I, sometimes I think maybe you want what you didn't have. I don't know. Yeah. I, I look back now and I appreciate it. I think it's enabled me to make friends better. I know mm-hmm. you're very friendly. That may have something to do with it. You had your <laughs> forced had to be. Yeah, yeah you're forced to every nine months or a year. Yeah. leave school. Go yeah. go make some new friends. Uproot and move on. Yeah, right. Well, let's talk a little about happiness. Okay, and you're the expert. Uh, so I, I'm one of them. Yes. <laughs> Tell me how on earth you became a happiness expert. My mom. Aww. It's her fault. Yeah. She um she because she had three kids and she was a military wife and says she had to keep us focused and keep us moving forward. Um. So you know when you pick up and leave everything that you know, you leave your school, you leave your friends, you leave the neighborhood that you know. You don't you know you move to someplace new. You don't even know where it's safe to ride your bicycle anymore. She was really good at keeping us focused and keeping us looking at the next thing. And that is really one of the keys to happiness. It's not necessarily achieving a goal, but having a goal. And she was very good at teaching us to do that. And so when she passed away, and I can't believe it's another Mother's Day without my mom tomorrow. Um, But when she passed away, my nieces, her granddaughters were very young. 
And they didn't get the benefit of knowing her and the lessons that she taught and her just really easy, Mm -hmm. organic way of teaching really valuable life lessons. So I wrote a book and I I say that I wrote it for my nieces and that really is true. But the writing coach that I worked with said, you know, your nieces are not going to buy that book. You need to just kind of broaden it out just a little bit. Right. right. So that's why the word business is in the title. It actually is a business book and, Mm. and did some winning, but it really is a book that I wrote for my nieces about the lessons that my mom taught. And those lessons were valuable to you. And you know, it's like you took that on as your responsibility to sort of impart that knowledge to the next generation. That's how it keeps going. That's how it keeps going. It's a beautiful concept. And I love it. I think it's great that you did that. Thank you. So Sandy, what makes you happy? My dogs. I mean, you've met my dogs. How can they not make you happy? They are precious. Duffy stands in front of you and tells you every story that she knows from conception until the day, you know, today. Yes. Yeah. And Henley is just a mess. Mm. Tell everybody what kind of dogs these are. They're Siberian Huskies. So, yes, if you meet me, don't worry about the dog hair that's on me. I know it's there. Yeah. It's just a badge of love (laughs) is what it is. That's right. They they emit magical fibers of joy. They don't shed. (laughs) They are both big personalities, I will say. Yes. Yeah. They have. They absolutely are just precious, precious. So tell me, how how is it that you can help people be happier? Because it it sounds like such a simple thing. And yet for some people, seemingly unattainable. For some. So so what advice would you give? How is it you're able to help people? An awful lot of people think that happiness is something that happens to them. It's not something that they can manage. They think, okay, well, I'm just going through the day and something makes me happy. Well, that's true. So pay attention to the things that make you happy. Because if you can pay attention to the things that make you happy, you can orchestrate more of them in your life. You mean almost like be conscious absolutely be aware of them. You have to stay conscious and aware. Stay in the moment which is very hard for most people to do because they're worrying about the meeting that they have this afternoon or they're rehashing an argument that they had with, you know, a girlfriend or their spouse or a child or their dog earlier in the day. You know, your brain just goes all kinds of different ways. You have to monitor your thoughts. Being happy, happiness is kind of like a muscle. Being happy is like going to the gym. You can do it. And if you do it consistently, if you work these tools consistently, then you are a happier person. If you go to the gym one time, you're not going to be fit for the rest of your life. If you use these tools one time, you're not going to be happy for the rest of your life. But if you use them consistently, then absolutely you raise your level of happiness. So you're saying don't be passive. This is not something that you sit around and wait no, to happen to you. It's an activity. Right. But it's conscious. very easy. It's con- I love that word, mm-hmm. conscious. It's very easy to do. The tools are free. They're available to anybody who wants to use them. Mm-hmm. It's just taking, taking, taking them in and learning how to use them and learning how to put them to work in your life. Right. So I help people with that. That's incredible. That's, and, you know, there are a lot of people, they walk through their days and, and you wonder how often they actually do experience true happiness. What has come as a shock to me is that a lot of people, when you ask them what makes you happy, they have to think about it. Really? They have to think about it. And it shouldn't be something that you have to think about. It should be something that you you know. Ide- you identify you it. You identify it. Right. And you know it. And you know, okay, if I'm not happy, what can I think about that will make me happy? Mm-hmm. Think about something that makes you happy. Right. And it this sounds so simplistic. And it sounds really easy. And it's really not as easy as it sounds. But the cool thing is... The work that's been done in the research field of neuroscience and neuroplasticity has proven that absolutely positively you can raise your happiness level over and above your genetic set point. You can, if you use these tools, absolutely make yourself a happier human being. Mm. 
So this is this is science. This, this is, is not just, science. This honey. is just not Sandy telling me I need to be happy. It's You're saying not Sandy making yeah. stuff up. No, I didn't just go to MSU on that one. No, there is there is science and research. It's even sprung off into a new field called positive psychology. Mm, psychology is changing the yeah. the practice of psychology, and it's available to anyone. Absolutely. Yeah. How can we learn more about this? You can go to Sandy Weaver Carmen. C-A-R-M-A-N. So it's car man. Car man. Car man. Sandy Weaver car man. Love it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Sandy, thank you so much. It's enlightened me. And uh, I think we all want to be a little happier. And we yeah. all want to have some of those tr- tomato tartlets. I think, too. This, I, honestly, I think yeah. a tomato tartlet would make me happy right now. It would make me happy, too. Uh huh. You would. didn't bring any in? Oh, man. I am a bad host. And then Marquis sitting bad. over there. And he's, I know. Like, he's like he's drooling. drooling. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll bring one next time. <laughs> we'll be right back with the Southern Sisters radio program. And welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Program. I am Jenny McCormick Earhart, your host in the studio with Sandy Weaver Carmen. And you know what? I think it's time for Sandy. What is it time? We're going to talk about a little retail therapy. I love retail therapy. Mm, you know, if you're a Southern woman, you got to love a little retail therapy. You and your Southern sisters, a little retail therapy, a little champagne brunch. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's important. It's part of life. It's what makes makes life in the South so rich and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Three things I know for sure about Southern women. Number yes. one, we love to shop. Yes, that may or may not include going to the mall. I don't care for malls. Mm-mm. I prefer like I like gift shops and boutiques and things like that where I can kind of meander a Antique little bit. Antique stores where you can just poke around and find Absolutely. things that have a history. Yeah. Absolutely. I love a bargain. Yes. Now, my mom always said, we don't talk about price. We don't talk about price. That's rude to talk about price. I do if I got a dress for $13 <laughs> Thank that's you. really gorgeous. Right? <laughs> you want to. Don't you do it? Yes. Yeah, I'll be with my girlfriends. Oh, I love your dress. And I'll oh, thank you. And then I'll pull them aside. Half price at TJ Maxx. I just found the most beautiful chartreuse silk jacket uh, at a consignment store. So you did get a deal. Oh, honey. Mm-mm, honey, mm-mm, mm-mm. $32. And it was marked 38 why, I didn't even know it was on well, sale. Why pay more than you have to? No. That just frees up more to spend on something else exactly. is what I say. And also, you know, we love we love local products. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I travel around quite a bit around the Southeast doing my various events and speaking engagements and things of that nature. And I'm often inside the little gift and boutique stores that sell my books. Yeah. And one thing I have noticed is that, that local stores particularly have a real love for local products. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, if I'm in Mississippi, it's all about Mississippi products. Right. If I'm in South Carolina, the same. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, what I think we as Southern sisters can do. We are, we are, we have taken on a mission here. We are scouring the South for the best possible Southern made products. It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do oh, it for you. Honey, we are vetting these <laughs> products. We are keeping our eyes open. We are moving around. What our goal here is to really is to be able to present you every now and then with a really unique, beautiful, wonderful Southern made product. And here's the best part. Yes. A little retail therapy, but not at retail prices. And isn't that the mm-hmm. best part? We're going to save you a little cash. We're going to do it. Never underestimate the uh, the buying power of a group of Southern sisters. That's right. And I have to tell you, in January, I was at an event and I met a man named Br- uh, Bren Watt Riley. Bren Riley, he is the general manager for the Charleston Tea Plantation in Wadmala Island. Wadmala Island. I never pronounced that Wadmala. right. Wadmala. 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 Wadmala Island, South Carolina. Wadmala. It sounds like something you'd find underneath the bench at a baseball well, stadium yeah, or doesn't something. <laughs> <laughs> that conjures up all kinds of strange images. Sorry. <laughs> Wadmala Island is about a few miles south of Charleston. Its history dates back to 1666. It's just a tiny little island. Uh, but let me tell you one thing it's got going for it. It has got idyllic conditions for growing tea. Now, we love our tea in the South. Yes. Right? We love iced tea, 
Sweet mm-hmm. tea? Not sweet. We, we, you don't like sweet? No. You oh. can have my sweet tea. I like it so sweet the spoon stands up in the glass. <laughs> you I and know. my husband. I'm bad. I am so bad. <laughs> I'm on the road to diabetes. I know I am. I just won't give that up. I'll take the sweet tea over the dessert any day of the and week. And I've seen her do it. She's yeah. telling the truth. I do. I love it, love it, love it. But the, they grow this tea. And let me tell you something about the Charleston Tea Plantation. They have a particular variety that I have fallen in love with. It's called their Plantation Peach Tea. Yeah. Now, this is the only tea grown in the United States that is 100% American made. There is no other tea sold in this country that is 100% made in this country. I didn't know No, that. no, no. It comes from the Orient. It comes from all over. Not from this country. Uh, but the Tar- Charleston Tea Plantation has been growing tea for a long, long time. And this, I have to tell you, this is some of the best tea I've ever tasted. Yum. It is absolutely amazing. Um, it's all naturally flavored. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever had peach tea and it tastes a little chemically or a little artificial. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but I, I have just absolutely fallen in love with this. So I, I was able to talk to Bren and I said, you know what? I said, we... Uh, um, I represent a, a, a group of Southern women with significant buying power. And I said, I think I would like to see if we could negotiate a special uh, for our wonderful uh, Southern Sisters audience. And, and actually, we have acquired an, uh, an amount of their amazing peach tea. Um, like I said, I have sampled this. It is fresh, natural tasting peach flavor. It's great hot or cold. We have a limited number of boxes of this wonderful tea. And we're able to offer it to our listeners on our Southern Sisters website. That is southernsistershome.com. Go on there. This amazing plantation peach tea. You put in your special promo code. Okay. It's a secret now. It's sisters. I don't know how you came up with that code. That's really a difficult code yeah, to crack, right? though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> S-I-S-T-E-R-S. And you can get your, your a beautiful, wonderful, amazing Charleston Tea Plantation peach tea. It's a, each box has 12 little pyramid-shaped tea bags in it. They're made out of a biodegradable mesh, and they're just actually beautiful. And uh, so we're going to be able to offer that to our, uh, our all, of, all of you guys out there for 30% off on our website. So that, we're excited. And it makes a terrific um, Mother's Day gift. That's too. exactly what I was thinking, because here we are on Mother's Day mm-hmm. weekend, and you've just offered up that promo code. Right. The, the promo code is for the tea. It's yeah. also for your cookbook. Yes, it is. And I think that, you know, shopping for mom, you could give her a little card tomorrow and say, I have the perfect present <laughs> for you, but it's not here yet. There's <laughs> but no it'll be here this week. <laughs> so we have to celebrate again next weekend right. when I'll make those tartlets for you. An IOU. Yes, exactly. An IOU for some peach An tea. An excuse <laughs> to get together with mom again it the is following week. It is another reason. And yes. it's, uh, you know, Mother's Day, it is a it is a beautiful holiday. I know that as a mom, you know, we, we oftentimes don't do for ourselves. Um, I can remember how precious it was to get those little Mother's Day gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost wore a pair of earrings today. I, I almost did it. That little little plastic bead, little, you know, just, mm-hmm. I think my five-year-old had put them together, had a little catch and and gave me these little earrings, and I, I wore them with pride. You know I did. Of course. I wore them with pride for weeks after Mother's Day, and uh, it's just such a special occasion for us to honor our mothers, mm-hmm. the mothers who are with us, and, and to remember and reflect on the beauty of the mothers that are no longer with us. Yep. And it's just a beautiful time to do that. I don't know if you know much about Mother's Day or where it came from, but you know it's been around for about 100 years. Uh, President Woodrow Wilson enacted the very first Mother's Day in 1914. We can give credit for this holiday to a woman named Anna Jarvis. And you know what, Sandy? She was from West Virginia, so she was a Southern sister. That's exactly right. She was good people. She sure was. Even if she was from Idaho, I'm going to claim her as a Southern sister if she came up with Mother's Day. Well, you know, her mother actually is the one who really started the concept of Mother's Day. But originally, it was like a work day. 
that was organized for mothers to do charitable work. They would do things uh, to help orphans. They would mm-hmm. have they would enact these sort of they called them mothers' work days, and they mm-hmm. would get together and do good things in the community. And that's kind of how it got its original inception. And then Anna later on just took it to a national level. Mm-hmm. And you know, as time went on, ten years or so of having this official National Mother's Day, she began to become very concerned at the commercialization mm-hmm. of Mother's Day. Oh, she wouldn't like it. Then. She didn't like it. And she made a very <laughs> she she made a very distinct uh point here. She said it's mother apostrophe S, individual Mother's Day, not mothers plural. Mm-hmm. She never intended it for it to be the sort of mass marketed you know, engine of consumerism concept of Mother's Day for all mothers. It was supposed to be a day that families went home and honored their mother, mm-hmm. reflected on their mother, and kept it really intimate and kind of personal. And she uh, she got a little feisty in her old age. She started protesting Mother's Day celebrations. <laughs> she she uh, she did not. She said it was no longer intimate, and that the uh, the national consumer market had hijacked Mother's Day. Believe it or not, Anna Jarvis got arrested at one point for disturbing the peace. Oh, bless her heart. She did. She was picketing, and uh, but it's interesting when I reflect on her and her ideas and her concept of Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of. Um, how important it is to bring it back down to a personal level. And that's always what it was in our house. You know, I don't have children, but, um, you know, and I don't have a mother anymore, as a matter of fact. And there are an awful lot of women who are in that position, and men too, Mm -hmm. who are in that position, where Mother's Day is when the commercials start for Mother's Day products, oh, sometime around the the beginning of April, it seems like, you know, they're kind of painful. You just kind of learn how to tune them out because, you know, well, I can't play that game anymore. And um, but but I do spend the day remembering mom, remembering the lessons and um, Mm -hmm. honoring honoring the life that she gave me. Absolutely. It's a it's a beautiful thing. I know. You know, I remember my mother telling me when I was little, when I'd ask her what she wanted. Oh, just 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 your time. I don't need anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was she really didn't want those earrings. Well, what, <laughs> that's so true, right? I, but I used to think she was just trying to save me money. You know, she didn't want me spending my hard-earned money. But you know, as a mother myself now, she's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I don't need a thing. No. But the opportunity to spend time with my children and just relish them and love on them and have them love on me is just uh, you know, that a weight beyond gold as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that uh for, for, for you who are listening to us, I just I want to I want to share with you how important it is, I think, at this time of year to kind of reflect on those of you that are still lucky enough to have your mothers with you. Uh, what a wonderful opportunity this is to just uh, just embrace them and love on them and just uh, thank them for what they've done and the sacrifices that they've made for you. And and, uh, you know, through the good times and the bad times, you know, we all we all walk a difficult path and, and we have ups and downs in our relationships with all of our loved ones, quite frankly, at one one point or another. Um, my dear precious mother have such wonderful happy memories of her growing up. Um, just, 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 just a wonderful mother to me, mm-hmm. and um, I just wonderful took such good care of me. My first cookbook is dedicated to her, as well it should be. Absolutely, <laughs> and you know, interesting. I've been reflecting this week on our relationship, and and you know, like any relationship uh, that we have with our loved ones, there are ups and downs. And um, as wonderful as our relationship has been throughout the years, um, I said we have had our few periods here and there of uh, sort of quasi estrangement mm-hmm. and uh, difficult times when for one, one reason or the other, one of us wasn't happy with the other one. But I'm here to tell you, uh, just based on what I've walked through in the past couple of months, my dear sweet mother um, is in hospice. And uh, in fact, when I leave the studio here today, I'll be going to sit by her bedside where I've been every day for the past two weeks. And uh, she's not talking much anymore. And um, and she will not be with us very much longer. But I will tell you one thing I know for sure. 
Um, I have been at her bedside and looked her in the eyes and told her how much I love her and what she has meant to me and what an, an amazing mother she has been to me. And folks, the, the, uh, even the issues and the problems that we may have in our lives, I'm telling you, when we come to that point in our lives, when we are nearing the end, getting ready to head off to be with our Heavenly Father, those things fall away. Mm-hmm. The problems, the concerns, the worries, the misgivings, the disagreements, they all fall they away. don't matter no, does, Don't matter at all. And so I just encourage you to, to take this time to tell your mommy you love her on Mother's Day. Just embrace her and uh, just make it the very best day possible. And you know what? We're looking forward to being back here next week. Yes. In case you didn't know, May is National Barbecue Month. Yum. I, I don't know if you knew that. I'm celebrating. We are we are going to celebrate in the <laughs> studio next week with some good barbecue. Fabulous. Yeah, might even bring Marquis something special. Yay. <laughs> so, folks, we just thank you so much for joining us and hanging out with us the past hour uh, on our Southern Sisters radio program. Have a blessed week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us here at Southern Sisters Radio on Faith Talk Atlanta. If you have questions for Jenny, want more information about something you heard on today's show, or want to enter any of the Southern Sisters contests, visit southernsistershome.com. And remember to connect with Jenny on Facebook at Southern Sisters Home with Jenny McCormick Earhart.